Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith and sharing our best fall prevention tips while consuming alcohol. Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really excited to have you here today. We got a very interesting topic we're going to be covering, uh, something we've not talked about, I don't believe, in the Mm -hmm. past. Um, But before we do that, we just want to send out a friendly reminder to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Sign up for our newsletter and get all of our latest and greatest content delivered to your email inbox every week. Um, We love doing that, and hopefully you do, too. Uh, so today's topic we are jumping into, we're talking about our best tips to prevent mm-hmm. falls while consuming alcohol. <laughs> right. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> that is a lot to take in. Um, it's quite the topic. <laughs> yeah, it is quite the topic. And I, and I, I love diving into these topics that are, um, they deal with kind of directly with, with your, you know, with the audience that you serve. But then we'd, I think it's something that doesn't get enough attention maybe. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think we try and touch upon subjects that, of course, come up in daily life or things we're talking about or I see or um, have come up in conversation or comments, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time we try and touch upon things that there's just not a lot of, it's not talked about a lot, mm-hmm. I guess. There's, I guess you could look and there is a lot of research, so to speak, but we don't like to talk about a lot of subjects and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, unfortunately, when you, when you look out there on the internet and, and sources, mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of um, information on falls for you know people of senior age and or any age really, uh, and alcohol. Right, um, right. And I don't think I mean we don't even like to put the correlation between um, alcohol and how it affects our balance. Mm -hmm. and coordination we just don't think about that Mm -hmm. at any age and especially as we get older we don't even want to think about that because we're just having our drinks like we always have right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yep um so like with every topic i'd like to dive into your experience uh, that you've had in the past working with many clients many ages um obviously we focus on a certain age group but this could be applied to anybody um, True. What mm-hmm. what kind of feedback have you heard over the years when you worked with worked uh, clients on on falling in general? Right. You know, what kind of experiences have you heard about? Um, the experiences that I've had, I will say that the worst falls that have occurred have um, involved alcohol use. Um, most of the time, that wasn't shared commonly with the whole community. But um, since I got to work with the health coordinator, uh, a lot of times we would have to delve into what are the next steps for this um, individual. So the resident that was there, whether it be in independent living or assisted living, if they had certain different type of housing over there, they could actually drink alcohol. Um, 
But yes, some of the, the, the worst falls that we saw, they did involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And alcohol is quite prevalent in senior communities, as I've seen. Um, they have happy hours every day. Mm-hmm. They have a glass of wine or two with dinner every night after that. Um, every social activity, no matter what time alcohol is involved in, um, they talk about it going out and you know having their bottles of wine and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just commonplace. But unfortunately, yes, some of the worst falls that have had occurred while I was working there and I um, saw they were because of alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alcohol had something to do with it. I shouldn't say they were because of alcohol. Right. Alcohol was related in some way to that Mm -hmm. fall. So did you did you notice that? I mean, did they have happy hours like mm-hmm. every day? And this they is did. in assisted living communities, right? This was in independent. Independent. The, okay. um, yeah, happy hours. Yes, they had uh, happy hours every day where you could go down and you got um, two cocktails, whether it be two mixed drinks or two glasses of wine. They kind of kept a tally. Of course, if you were working it, which I got to do once, um, you could watch, you know, you knew who was getting... Their drink, and they got the same thing every single time. Some people brought their own glasses that they liked to use instead of the plastic ones that were given. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard alcohol or um, or wine or some. I think there were a couple of beers, but not not many people drank beer. <laughs> it was mainly hard alcohol for the men, and the women drank wine. So huh. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, but yes, that was a daily daily thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you would also work some parties and stuff that yes, that, that, that the um, facility of course would have. that would yeah, alcohol would be involved in mm-hmm. those. Um, and, and let me put this out there that not saying alcohol is an awful thing, not trying to to steer people um, away from drinking necessarily. <laughs> As we talk about this, it almost it sounds like I'm saying that alcohol is bad. They serve too much of it, people are drinking too much of it. I'm not saying that. Um, we're just trying to get, I guess, on to the topic of, of maybe why so many falls occur due to alcohol. And because I worked in these communities, this is where I saw this happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just kind of laying the groundwork, I guess. Right, But right. I don't want this to come across as us being anti-anything or... Um, alcohol being served at happy hour. I loved happy hour. I thought it was an amazing thing and it got so many people to come out whether they drank or not. Not everybody drank. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, there was sodas. Some people would get a soda, a water, flavored water. Um, they didn't all drink alcohol. It just was a great reason for people to come out and talk for two hours every single day. And I thought it was a great thing before dinner time. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. just wanted to get that out. <laughs> and, and this really applies to anybody. You don't have to be living in an independent home. I mean, exactly. a lot of people like to have a drink uh, when that happy hour comes right. around. Yes, whether you're at home, um, you know, mm-hmm. in a facility, it's kind of common. So it's not something that we look at as taboo. It's pretty right. regular. It's for pretty sure. regular out there. Um, whether it's good or bad, that's up to everybody's own perception and. So many other things go along with that, but yes, uh, it's it's just part of community living. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, it, it's it's commonplace basically mm-hmm. now. So 
And it has been for years. I love watching movies or TV shows from the 30s, 40s, and 50s where they would drink at work. <laughs> you know, they'd sit around in yeah. the office and they had their alcohol over there and they'd, you know, pour a drink during the middle of the day. I mean, <laughs> this is not <laughs> new to anyone, I think. Um, so when you're getting into baby boomers and beyond that are, again, in these communities um, or living independently, um, this is just the way they've lived, possibly, mm -hmm. um, since they were young and they're continuing on with that lifestyle. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the actual falls that are common mm -hmm. and that you've seen. Um, you know, what, what kind of falls are you mm -hmm. seeing, have you seen out there? Oh, goodness. Um, most of them would occur when the person was in their home. Um, and they would occur later on. So they'd end up falling because they were drinking too much and then they couldn't get up. So when the basically an alarm triggers that someone hadn't moved, they haven't crossed over a particular threshold between certain hours, um, then you go and check on these people, mm. these individuals, and come to find out they were on the ground for a few hours. And this happened mm. on numerous occasions, unfortunately. Um, but they were independent living, so, um, you know, there were no room checks unless this particular um, event happened. And usually it was early in the morning when you'd go and check on them because you would think between the hours of a, you know, it was like 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. were allowing that time for someone to be sleeping. And if nothing was uh, moving through the room and we knew they were in their room and then something was going on. So, mm. um and a lot of cuts and falls because they would fall and hit something and a lot of times just have thinner skin as we get older. Um, a lot of older individuals are on blood thinners and you start bleeding and it's very difficult to stop. So it was very scary. Um, even if it was a small wound that uh, it um, they would bleed out a lot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of hitting of the head. So then we had to worry about possible... Uh, strokes that could occur so we would have to make sure they got to the hospital and got um, some scans done and all of that to make sure there was nothing going on and uh, bleeding on the brain etc um, many times fractures unfortunately mm -hmm. uh, a lot of we got uh, not a lot I remember one wrist so they tried to catch themselves and broke their wrist we had an elbow um, hip which is probably the worst I think um, a lot of knee injuries just from trying to go down onto your knees but not being strong enough. Um, yes, so the, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those were all ones that we knew alcohol was involved, um, and mainly because it was out. It was still sitting, whether it be on a table or on a, a kitchen counter. Okay. So they knew it was being used. It was being drank. It's not like we, they did blood tests to, uh, or breathalyzers or anything. Right, right. Um, but anytime there is a fall or something like that happens, they do. It's protocol to get them checked out, um, even in independent living, um, especially if there is um, any bleeding or possible fractures or head injuries. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure it was. It did come out that it was alcohol. But, yeah, a lot of really, really scary falls. And that's just, um, you know, you're not there. You're not in the person's body. But when you drink... Um, it, it's a depressant. It slows things down, and especially as we get older. Um, so we become a lot more clumsy. 
and the feet don't get picked up quite as easily, quite as fast. Our reaction time is much, much slower. It already slows down as we age, as it is. And then you throw something in the mix that makes it slow down even more. So your reaction time slows down. So say you were trying to turn and get something, you're not going to be able to catch it. You're definitely not going to be able to catch yourself. Um, and that's when the falls occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as like staying safe when you were working in these communities mm-hmm. and working with these seniors, did you always, did you, were you required to, you know, talk about reminders? Mm-hmm. Did you ever put out literature saying, hey, remember these things? Or was it just something that you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, observed happening? Um, always during the holidays, I had a little article, which I think we ended up putting. It's like a little blog. Because that time, it was it became really prevalent, a lot of falls due to alcohol, um, because a lot more alcohol consumption was going on mm-hmm. um, between the Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas holidays. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd put out some literature, just giving basic tips on maybe things you can do to not drink as much during that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but other than that, I mean, it was pretty much people went a, along with their business, and that was that. But yeah. the falls occur throughout the year, of course. Just it seemed like more and more uh, things happened <laughs> during that holiday season again, from mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I should say, to New Year's, not Christmas, because it would go over Christmas, Hanukkah, into New Year's. So right. that was the yeah, yeah the time period, about a good month and a half. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a busy time to uh, celebrate and all that good stuff. Right. Uh, but you could definitely see how that could cause a higher rate of falls occurring. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some, some tips to, to consider mm-hmm. when consuming alcohol and, and avoiding falls. Right. Um, you know, what are, what are some of your best mm-hmm. suggestions here as we go through this? Well, a good one. I always like to just remind people that... Um, if we're taking medications, we really need to be aware of the interactions with that medication and alcohol. And I think a, a lot of older people do take medications, but they don't even think about the effects that alcohol can have with that medication. Um, meaning less alcohol that you drink may have a bigger interaction or an effect on the body faster. And you don't realize it's going to do that. So you're drinking at your normal pace, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you've had you feel like you've had one too many, mm-hmm. and you are incoherent, so to speak. You can't walk straight, things like that, um, slurring your words and all of that good stuff. But your medication can cause that. So you need to really, really make sure you're looking at your medications first and foremost and I think that just needs to be brought up because a lot of people don't think about that it's um you know I'm taking medication for such and such of course I can drink if the doctor hasn't said anything (laughs) a lot of times they don't say anything 
So that's a good reminder. I just like to get that one out there, that if you're taking medications that already are causing effects on your body and you add alcohol to it, not a good mix. Um, sometimes you shouldn't take any at all, any alcohol with mm-hmm. that medication. So making sure you're t- taking a look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so medications, for sure, something to, to yes. keep in mind. Always good Even to. before you even pick up your first drink. Totally. Yes. Right. Make sure you know what the, uh, the medication interaction with alcohol is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something that we can easily overlook. Yes. Especially, like you said, if the doctor doesn't say anything about it. Exactly. You think it's fine. You know, I mean, I... I Yes, I could understand that because a lot of doctors don't say anything. So right, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, great mm-hmm. tip. Uh, what else? What else uh, do we got on deck? So the frame size and just ingesting food, so to speak. So a lot of times we do get a little bit smaller as we age, um, and we're not eating as much. We just have different appetites. So. They do say, of course, and this is very true, that having a nice meal and then drinking is the better way to do it because you'll have some absorption. You don't get uh, drunk, not to say you're trying to get drunk, but the alcohol won't have an effect on you as quickly when you have food in your system. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to that, when you don't eat as much as we get older... And then you're drinking the same amount. <laughs> the drinks seem to go down the same rate. It, the food is what changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure you're scaling what you're eating to what you're drinking. Know that um, if you're not eating nearly as much as you used to, again, you shouldn't be drinking as much as you used to. Um, not to say it's just food. That's why I put body frame and type in there as well. When we get smaller, you can... Uh, feel the effects of alcohol faster when you don't have as much mass on your body, whether it be fat, muscle, anything. The smaller we get, the more effects we can feel. So making sure you're um, not trying to keep up a pace of someone maybe who's two times the size of you Mm -hmm. or what you used to be able to do. Um, Yes, we do build up tolerances to alcohol, but... Um, as we don't eat as much and our size diminishes slightly, then alcohol effects do change at that point. So making sure you're realizing that you don't need to drink what you used to drink when you were younger, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can scale that back as well. Right, right, right. <laughs> Again, another thing that maybe we don't always mm-hmm. think about. We don't. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, having your social drinks mm-hmm. right. or happy hour. Exactly. right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great. Another great tip. Great, great. What What else do you got on deck? Uh, just a reminder uh, to not think you have to continually drink alcohol throughout the night. So if you've had a glass of wine, let's say, then maybe fill up that glass with water and drink that. So you're spacing it out, especially when I used to see happy hour. And happy hour would be from like 4 to 5 or 4 to 6, something fairly early. Um, I think it was four to five, actually, and then they'd go to dinner after that. So um, so if you're drinking from 4 p.m. and then you go to dinner and you're at dinner till 7, I mean, think about that. That's three hours right there where you could possibly, potentially be drinking. And then you go do a nightcap till 9. I mean, we're at five hours right there on a normal day. It could be a Monday of drinking. So pacing yourself. Um, if you're going to choose and want to drink throughout that time um, and to help prevent falls like we're talking about, 
not drinking so much. Slow it down. Um, alcohol has become, and probably always has been, but it's just such a social thing. Um, if we drink alcohol, we like to do it in groups with other people. It's just, it's just the thing that we do. We like to have a nice meal and a nice drink, and it's, it's fun. Um, and I get that, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> No one's watching you and judging you if you have a glass of, of water in between there and uh, pace yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will help prevent falls because you won't be consuming so much, of course, um, but your judgment won't be as impaired. You'll have that time for your body to build back up in between your drinks, things like that. So, And it helps you stay hydrated, too. <laughs> So a lot of people drink alcohol and think that it's it's a liquid, therefore they're hydrating. It's a dehydrator and a depressant. So making sure <laughs> you are continually drinking water in there as well um, to stay hydrated in between because we're dehydrated as it is, and especially as we age, you put alcohol in the mix of that, dehydration, that all leads to falls as well. So making sure we're, we're staying hydrated uh, and drinking water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. the hydration. Um, yes. Super important. So mm-hmm. what what would you suggest if y- you you are someone that has had a few too many drinks, you realize mm-hmm. it. You know, you're sitting at the bar, you're mm-hmm. sitting at your happy hour, whether you're in a, a living facility or you're at home and you're sitting on the counter. Right. And you do realize, okay, I've probably had a, a few many too many drinks. Right. What are some things mm-hmm. to, to think about to safely move through space at that point? Say right. you're going to move up to your bed or get to a couch. What would mm-hmm. you suggest of some things to think about? Yeah. Um, if you don't have, obviously, a, an assistive device of any kind, if you have someone who can help you, um, it's not a bad thing to ask someone for help. And that's the last thing most people would do. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to look like you're impaired in any way. You don't want to look like you need somebody. Um, so it it will be best if you get someone, and especially if you're living in a community of some kind, and there are people that work there. There are people there that are helping with dinners, or um, there's always 24-hour uh, care of some kind, whether it be an EMT that's on staff or the concierge or the front desk, etc., that would be more than happy to come up to your room and assist you from if you're sitting at your kitchen table or in your chair in your living room and you want to go to your bedroom mm-hmm. um, or having somebody there that will because otherwise it could lead to a fall, which will then be a 911 call from someone. So which would you rather have, getting there safely or asking for help? That would be number one uh, to me, asking someone for help. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm not saying asking a peer or your partner or spouse, because I will say in most likelihood they're drinking as well, may not be the best pairing, uh, the best person to ask for help (laughs) is someone who's also maybe not in their best state um, and may not be strong enough to, to help you. So asking uh, someone that works around in the community. Of course, if you're in a, in a home by yourself, um, trying to use things around you as a guide to get to where you need to go. Even if you feel like you said, you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not feeling right. I think I drank a little bit too much. 
Being cautious, so holding on to the back of the chairs, holding on to the wall as you go down the hallway, um, holding on to things as you go. Try not to just independently walk without holding on to anything. Right, right. So using things as your guide, basically, if you don't have anyone else around to help you. Um, always, always keep a cell phone on you if you don't have uh, one of the buttons that you wear around your neck or put in your pocket. Always have your cell phone on you anytime, no matter where you are, anytime you're drinking, even if it's, I'm just going to have one glass of wine. Always have that on you because it's that one time that it happens and you fall and you can't get back up and your phone is all the way across the room. Um, and we hear that story so, so many times. And that's, you know, people think if you lived in a, if you worked at a place, a, a community, they, they do give them the uh, buttons that they wear around their neck. But of course, not everybody wears it. And they take it off at certain times of day and place it on their uh, coffee table or their side table. And many uh, falls occur going from your bed to the bathroom you're not wearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just always keep it on you. It can be cumbersome. It can be annoying to always have your phone or your pendant, but just make sure you have that. So if a fall occurs, you can get help immediately. Because again, if there's a fracture, if there's bleeding, if there's um, any kind of head trauma, you need to get checked out ASAP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but holding on to something if no one's there uh, to guide you to your safe spot. Um, if getting to your bed is too far, it's down a long hallway, sleeping on the couch for the night is perfectly fine. Hmm. <laughs> sleeping in that recliner is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so don't think you have to get to that uh, laying down spot in the bed that's going to be your best sleep of the night. You're not going to have your best sleep anyways. Right. <laughs> you right, are right. inebriated. So yeah. you may think you are, but you're not. <laughs> and you mentioned the assistive hmm. devices. Um, you know, they can help, but maybe they can also be tricky to navigate, too, if you've had a few too many drinks. Exactly. Right. I know. If you have, you're not using your, you know, cane properly or um, your walker, uh, your feet can get jumbled in it. If a lot of people don't use them correctly to begin with, and mm-hmm. then you put alcohol on the top of that again, it's just, um, yeah, not good. But of course, if you have one, please use it. Um, all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's best to use it uh, even if you you have been drinking. So mm-hmm. don't don't put it to the side and think I'm going to try and go go about this without using my walker because I don't want my feet to get you know hit it or whatever. Uh, make make sure you you use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's can you mix alcohol with um, you know limited mobility with maybe an assistive device Oof. and getting up or down stairs maybe even. Oh, Ooh, that goodness. would be, you know, what challenge would that would be? Yeah, I know. And it kind of quickly becomes mm-hmm. a disaster for what could be a nasty fall, right? Yes, exactly. And that's, I, I yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully the, the tips in this episode have really helped you out. Um, we had a great time talking about it, trying mm-hmm. to hopefully bringing something like this to light, which we don't think is out there very often. Um, So hopefully this has kind of been valuable to you. If you are someone who likes to drink alcohol, nothing wrong with that. Um, We just want to make sure that you're safe when you do it. 
Um, and, and if you know someone or someone you love who likes to partake and, <laughs> you know, and may not be the safest person <laughs> that you know, maybe share some of these tips um, right. and help them out because uh, keeping you safe and happy is the most important thing, wouldn't you say? Yes. And we didn't even talk about driving, so hopefully no one's even thinking about driving. But right. yes. Right. We may <laughs> yes. have to put Staying that in the next safe. podcast. Staying safe yeah. and preventing falls all the time, but especially when we're drinking alcohol is key. So, yes. <laughs> yep. Well, until the next time, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy you guys later. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.